Welcome everyone to Loud and Proud Orlando. Thank you so much for being live with us Monday, January the 29th, uh, 7.39 p.m. Thank you so much uh, to the 10 people watching live right now. Uh, well, uh, you know, I say when you tie against a Brazilian powerhouse with 33 million followers all over the world, 33 million supporters all over the world, we're talking to one of the biggest clubs in South America for Conmebol and for a small marketed team like Orlando with a huge fan base also in the city with beautiful infrastructure and a great front office tying a team playing with not only starters <clears throat> that they're going to be playing for Libertadores, et cetera, et cetera. It's a huge feat. And Orlando did it uh, this weekend, uh, literally being one goal down. Uh, Orlando tied uh, against uh, Flamengo. We're going to be talking about that today. We're going to be talking also about King Nicolodero. Why I say King Nicolodero? Because he looks sharp. He looks handsome. He's ready to rock and roll, and he's ready to take Orlando City by storm. Uh, also, we'll talk about um, our new additions and what we saw in the analysis of the Orlando Flamengo game. Uh, a lot of new faces that we saw uh, making their debut. And um, we'll talk about uh, what happened to OC fans uh, that were not uh, pressing on the wall. I mean, there were some, and Oscar thanked them, but obviously it was twenty, almost 22,000 people there at that game. We'll discuss that. Gaston news, rumors, rumors, news, and things like that about Orlando today. I'm here with John and Paola. Paola, how are you? I'm doing fantastic after seeing our boys played over the weekend um the moment that we have been waiting for is less days that we have to wait so i'm 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 pumped and happy to be here like always yeah john how are you my friend good to see you again another monday good man good it was uh nice to be back you know um in the stadium looking at all the new things that have been there there's a new screen the new jumbotron and uh, I was looking at some of the new TVs around the concourse and stuff, and so all that new money is coming into the stadium already. It, it felt a little bit like an away game. That was a little odd. Apart uh, <laughs> from that, it was nice to see the boys out there preseason and uh, get my soccer fix. Well, specifically my Orlando City soccer fix, right? Because that's the one that I really crave. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's it's been it's been. Uh... A great, a great, a great result uh, for Orlando against Flamengo. Uh, we're going to start watching some of the footage here. Uh, I want to thank Orlando City Communications for that. Um, I'm going to say this. I'm going to be really cut and dry. Um, you know, in, in my opinion, I think Nico Lodero is a step up from what we have with Mauricio. I mean, I don't want to knock him down, but I, I feel like if he maintains this level um, – if Lodero maintains the level of play that he showed against a huge team, I mean, people downplay how huge Flamengo is, <laughs> but uh, a huge team like Flamengo down south, I mean, in the caliber of River Plate and Boca Juniors for sure in Argentina, I mean, um, I think we found a guy that's definitely going to link up and is going to make not only our wingers better, but uh, our strikers better, you know? Um, Duncan had a couple of chances. I think Orlando offensively did great. 
defensively, you know, we could definitely see in the first uh, goal of Flamingo, you know, he uh, they kind of were a little late in the coverage, um, a little late in the coverage. But overall, I think offensively it was a sound game by Orlando uh, with that uh, really nice, beautiful play by Nicola Dero linking up with uh, Ivan Angulo. Uh, what are your thoughts, John, regarding um, the OC game? What are your, um, you know, what are things that you know, grabbed your attention? I think um, the first thing that grabbed my attention was the lineup that, uh, you know, Kachevsky was in there. Um, he he looks like, you know, obviously with Cesar away, uh, there was a question of like who was going to get into that D mid. I was just assuming we'd put Felipe in there, but when the lineup came out, um, Giorgio Kashevsky was in there and uh, Oscar like uh, in the press conference had some great things to say about him. And uh, I agree. I think he looked very, um, very comfortable for a guy that was just playing college like a few months ago. So it's, um, you know, baptism of fire, right? Throw him in the deep ends. Uh, uh, hey, first game, we're going to put you in against Flamengo. And he looked comfortable. Um, I think, you know, physically, he looks like he's able to play in this league. You know, sometimes from college, there's a step up they need to take physically to be able to be be there. But he's got the size that I think you should have for a D-mid. You know, he's got some height to him. He was passing the ball around well. He was chasing down guys. You know, he looked, um, you know, I wouldn't say like an incredible player, but definitely someone that could already contribute. Sometimes when they come from college as a question mark, right? Like we saw last year with, say, Shaq Mohammed. Uh, we thought maybe he was going to be able to contribute straight off the off, uh, and that didn't happen. Uh, whereas Kachevsky, I think, more likely is a guy that we could see real minutes for um, when the likes of Cesar or Wilder are out. So I was really excited to see him. I think he had a great game, and uh, I think Oscar, you know, was right to praise him. So that's kind of my my big highlight from the play. What about you, Paola? What are your takes uh, regarding this this game? Look how, how how Flamingo pressured for the first goal, you know, uh, defensively. But uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, I was surprised, right? Because Flamingo is, uh, like you said, Luis, in the beginning of the of the episode, like it's a big club. There's a ton of of uh, followers, fans. I even saw them the the day before in the theme parks. It was crazy crazy and i'm like this dudes are here for the game i i'm telling you and i told alec i'm like they're here for the game they're not here you know and um but i was surprised i was surprised um i mean that goal from angulo and that pass from um nico that was a chef kiss right there my friends like you don't even notice that Nico has only been been with the with the team three weeks, right? And we said it before. Luis said it before. John said it before. He will be a plug and play in the Oscar uh, system, and he said it too in a in the um pre game release uh press release. I think he said that um he knew how Oscar uh played because obviously they study the opposite um the opponent right so i mean i was curious about the formation too like john i was like hmm let's see who's gonna play who's not gonna play obviously paco didn't play the number 10 on this game because i think ojeda it was not prep for this game right, right he just yeah. came from argentina 
um, because he got his green card, no going anywhere. So, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, I think we didn't lose that, you know, the connection. Like, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't seem that we had a break of the team and there's new people on the mix. So I'm excited for, for this year. Maybe we don't need to wait for that chemistry that we waited six months into the season last, last year. So I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited. And um, let's see what the future holds for, for the lions. I spoke to a lot of Sounders, um, Sounders um, colleagues of mine uh, that cover the Sounders and, They told me that one of the reasons why Lodero also moved moved out from Sounders was he felt like there weren't enough connections down on the attacking third. That, like he was not being used right. That's how he felt a little bit. Like the Sounders, um, the co the coach was relying too much on on Chu Leo Chu, and uh, Leo Chu is not Ivan Angulo and. Uh, I guess that Lodero wanted Leo Chu to play like Angulo did on that play. And so I got a, Alonzo and I got a text from, uh, you know, some of the Sounders uh, colleagues. And uh, they said, you see, Leo Chu, <laughs> I think finally uh, Leo Chu just realized what, you know, what he needs to actually, you know, he should have done in those type of plays with the Sounders with Lodero, you know, so. Uh, a lot of the Sounders fans were watching this game as well. Uh, you know, the impact that Lodero had in that, in that team. And everyone was saying that he looks so sharp. He looks gung-ho to, to definitely uh, wear purple. And, I mean, I saw him, you know, physically he's 100%. So, I mean, he's uh, he's game ready. So, um, so this is the, the goal, right? This is the goal for, for Flamengo, you know. You know, we we set up the play here and uh, a little bit of a disorganized uh, back line right there. You see Rafa Santos trying to cover. And then... Um, I'm not sure Rafa knows where his man is, so it's too yeah. late, you know, honestly. Or yeah. if he does, he's he giving him too much lost. space. Yeah, he's too much space. He's giving him too much space, yeah. And then, little... in a way, the speed of Pedro, the Flamengo player, I think Robin was too late to cover. And it was just a done deal right there. Nothing to do. It was a beautiful play. And then uh, the goal for Orlando City, in my opinion, it was just a, a beautiful, beautiful play. I don't know what you guys thought um, with that goal. Um, well, let me see if I can find it. Uh, hold on right here. It should be right there. Right there. Right here. There you go. Right there. Yep. Yeah. I so think with the the Santos sort of error on the I don't know if it's an error exactly, but it, it seems a little bit like he he can have those lapses at times. I think last year we we forgot like he did have a rough start at times. Yeah. And you know, he obviously we 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 built him up, but there are moments where Santos, you know, makes those errors and can cause problems like that and can let guys just kind of easily get in behind him or get around him. So But I think that's just something we need to be aware of. That yes, we love Rafa, but he does have he does have some defensive lapses at times. Don't you feel like Rafa has had a better start uh, in a way than last season? You know oh yeah, a hundred percent. I just think that it's not completely gone from his. I game, agree. Is what I'm saying. Like it's not something that, and maybe it, it never will. But obviously, he's growing in confidence and everything else. But 
there were times last year, even when he was playing well, where he'd have a game where, you know, we'd have to take him off early because he wasn't having such a good game. And not only oh, that. Yeah, um, then, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead, Paula. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was gonna. I was just gonna say that Jansen and Schlegel was fighting with him because he was he he looked lost on on John's point. Like he's not in position. Jansen needs to cover a little bit of his lot loosiness there. So yeah, he has his moments of okay, where's where's the where's the player? Where's the player? But I see what you uh, what what you're saying, John. Yeah, and then you know we the good thing I saw about Orlando was uh, the pressing in transition. Um, they were forcing Flamengo to become very uncomfortable touching the ball, like you see right there. How Angulo just recouped that ball really easy, and then Orlando goes in transition, and they're very dangerous. And that's how the first goal, you know, the tying goal came about. And I honestly feel like uh, this kid Kachevsky honestly held his own. And it was really surprising, uh, like John was saying, you know, even Oscar said in post-press conference, you know, he's a young player, just came from college today. He showed tons of personality as he was here longer. I'm very proud of him, you know, and it kind of showed that, you know, we can hold ourselves against big teams like this, you know, that, you know, you would think that they will play with um, their B team, their B squad, no, but they were playing with their A squad. And not only that, we played with our B team in the second half, you know? So it, it, it really made a, a lot of buzz uh, down in, in Brazil, you know? Um, now, uh, John, do you feel like with this partnership that we had, this Brazilian connection now with also Interco, uh, are, do you feel like we're going to like uh, maybe more like set sail down there, you know, with maybe, you know, our, our academies and things like that? I think, um, you know, obviously the FC series or the Florida cup or whatever you want to, they've been doing this a while. And I think they've proven that there is a marketplace here. Now, you know, a lot of people were upset by the fact that, um, you know, there wasn't many Orlando city fans. I agree. Right. I think partly that's Me because too. of the way they marketed it and the way they ticket sells, like, I said on Twitter, you know, this is not this is not the club running this. This is FC Series. This is their events. They invite us. Um, but I think we could do something like this without them, honestly. Like, I agree. Well, doesn't need to partner with them to do this. And if we have a partnership with a sponsor, right, like Inter and Co., that wants to happily spend the money to put this on, I think we could have our own preseason Brazilian MLS tournament because you think about North America, like there's, you've got Seattle that went to Spain, right? You've got teams all over the, the, the North and half of the country that preseason have to come down South or somewhere to a warmer climate. So we invite a few of those, like maybe a Seattle and a Vancouver, you bring a couple of Brazilian clubs and you slap, you know, a sponsorship name on it. You could run this tournament ourselves. And we could make even more money. I'm sure there was some kind of revenue split. I'm sure we yeah. did well out of this as a club. Like, we're not doing this for the fun of it. We're doing this to make some money. Yes, it sucks. There wasn't a lot of Atlanta City fans there. But it's an expensive preseason game for us, right? Whereas the Flamengo fans don't get to see us a lot. So maybe in the future with our new sponsors, this is something that uh, we might end up seeing. I don't know. that I could see that happening, whether it will or not. I don't know. Right. Um, you know, this is the play in which um, Orlando actually scored uh, the equalizing goal right here. 
um beautiful play um i don't know look look paola like it was just you know a, a beautiful goal um it was a, a connection between uh nico and wilder you see wilder Ivan, then you got wilder and then you see faku right there open on the left flank you know makes a cross to dagger dan dagger dan kind of waits out sees all again <laughs> nico. which by the way dagger has seven number 17 now yeah yeah and then you know kochevsky right there you know it's like a tiki taka like very south american style that orlando city plays right now you know with um them faku and rafa like you know i don't know if you saw the you know look at that look at that right there you know that was just a beautiful play like it, it caught them off guard completely you know um a great moment by ivan angulo what were your thoughts regarding the goal paula i mean chef kiss those passes man like i'm ex after that i was so excited because this is just the beginning and it's just a friend like it was a friendly i know that they were uh they were not treating it as a friendly but i mean imagine what we could do with our little weapons with nico there in the future of orlando city games and hopefully ivan angulo scores <laughs> like put that ball into the net like he did fantastic um and and the rest of the boys like if you look at the clips we don't look like we just are in preseason just yeah yeah we look we look very sharp and even uh ivan said on post press conference uh that he took this game also he did so great because it's kind of he saw it as a little revenge too uh after you know he played in brazil for palmeiras and uh, he didn't get any minutes whatsoever and uh he in orlando he's killing it and that was the, the premise of my question and you guys can watch that on our youtube uh you guys can go there's a post press conference there and uh, he pretty much says you know i i yeah, i took it a little bit as a as a revenge and but i'm glad that you know i was able to score and contribute you know to 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 the to the to the draw right um you know for a lot of people you know it's just a draw for sure but uh it's a draw that make a bus. I mean, Flamengo is supposed to score five or six on you on, on a good day, especially to an MLS team, uh, you know, and, um, you know, Orlando held its own and Oscar, you know, he did mention, you know, uh, we can hold our hold toe to toe with, um, with any team. So, you know, uh, we're going to watch a little bit of the presser real quick here. Uh, I know Nicola Dero, uh, spoke as well. So let's put some words from Nico real quick. Yeah, we trained a lot last week, especially with Ivan, Faku, and the Duncan and the, the forward for this type of, of play. We have lucky to, we can do that in the game and I'm happy for Ivan because he played really well and he trained this, this play and he can make today. But all team mega, all team trained different situations. Yeah, this is my first game with different team, but I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. I I only with you. I really enjoy this moment. It's a little different, but they are a very good group, very good teammate. 
close to my culture. This make my adaptation was really easy, and I feel happy to to play for Orlando. Now, John, do you feel? I have a feeling that he's definitely gonna just make a big impact. I mean, it, it seemed even though he's thirty four, and Maori, Maori was thirty two. What well, is thirty two? I felt, I mean, and I don't want again. I felt like a step up. Uh, you know, if I felt like a step up, in, in my opinion, it just seemed that um, there were more. It, it, I mean, their transitions are a little bit more uh, cohesive uh, uh, collectively. I don't know what are your thoughts. Uh, uh, what are your expectations of of Nicola Dero? Obviously, I'm exaggerating when I say King Nico. You know, but. <laughs> You know, I mean, uh, he, look, he looked a million bucks. That's why he, I said it. He slotted in perfectly, you know. Yeah. It's like you said. So I, I didn't really think a lot about what, what you that point you made that there's a lot of sort of South American flair in our attack now. So bringing in a guy like Nico, like it's yes, he slots in, but almost maybe he was looking to play with guys more like Faku and Angulo, and they have that sort of understanding of how to play, you know. The beautiful game up front really like in that attack how to play one twos how to you know just like we saw the goal so i think it's awesome that he settled in so quickly i think we were debating a lot around like you know nico's not going to be the guy all the time so who's going to be the 10 maybe the plan is just to put nico in as much as we possibly can like he's fit enough it seems like we can play in most games obviously the schedule will catch up to him Maybe that's when you throw Ojeda or Faco in there. But the way he was running the team already, honestly, you I would say if he's fit, play him over anybody else in that 10 position because he just he knows how to pull the strings there and he knows how to how to play with these other guys in the same sort of culture like he was talking about. So I think that's huge. I think that Nico is, you know, a massive asset already. Um and hopefully he can only grow with us. It just remains to be seen how many minutes he can really do this season. Hopefully he's very fit and, and can play as many games. Because like I said, in that role, he seems to be, like you said, a better Mauricio. And it just, the whole system that Oscar made, even in one game, just seemed to click better. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It just seemed to flow better because Nico was doing things that Mauricio wouldn't always do. Now, um, um, Paula, we saw the abuse of new players from OCB. It seems that our depth uh, is going to come, some of it, from OCB. I know that uh, Coach Perlman was uh, assistant coach for this game as well. For I don't know, I don't know if it's going to be permanent. Uh, I did ask somebody at the club. They didn't want to comment. So, you know. But, you know, Parliament has a, a huge part on these kids uh, just coming in and really surprising everybody. You know, we saw Kachevsky, as you saw. We saw also coming in Wilfredo Rivera, probably just your boy, Paula. And then we also saw Jack Lynn. And uh, we also saw Shaq Mohammed, which he was impressive against the Brazilian uh, Flamengo. What, what are your thoughts regarding the newcomers there, Paula? I mean... Who Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I said, who impressed you the most? I mean, 
I don't, I cannot pronounce his name. Kuchevsky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with one. Georgia. We're just going to go with Georgia. 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 Yeah. So Giorgio, um, he, he was he, like, it reminded me of Duncan when he came out of college. He wasn't um, afraid. And technically, I'm excited that the coach from the OCB is working along with Oscar because if we need somebody from the OCB, they they share the same vision of how the team should be playing. So it will be a easy transition from OCB and they're in one accord. So and Mohammed too, like we didn't see him a lot in the first team last year, but he's still play for the OCB and he wasn't afraid of the Brazilian people. So, I mean, I see a good future for or OCB in our academy because I don't know. I have a gut feeling that if the coaching and our coaching staff from the first team, they collaborate better in a better way, like you utilizing his coach, we will have a better outcome from the OCB players with the mm -hmm. first team. I ask you the same question, John. I mean, impressive what I saw from Shaq. Uh, also, very young, level-headed young man, I will say. It was a pleasure to meet him backstage. Uh, Triple C, Coolcom Collective. Kochevsky, pretty good as well. Uh, and with further Rivera, you think Rivera is going to stay with us? So Rivera, it's, it's hinted that he's got OCB. Yep. which I think is about his level. So yep, I agree. I'm happy to keep him around. I, I don't know if he's ever going to be first team quality, but, right. you know, I want to keep him around because he's a Puerto Rican national team. And, you know, I think he's he's a good guy to have in the club. So um, notable highlights from these OCB players. I mean, I think Williams looked like he's physically stepped up a little bit, obviously. He looked oh, a bit yeah. more, uh, you know, a bit bulkier, like he could uh, – hold his own a little bit more at the back there. It was great to see um, Taifi get his, his oh, debut. Yeah, that was an, an awesome moment. So, so happy to see that. Uh, also, you know, notable positions of question. Uh, uh, Kyle Smith is a DM and Mikey <laughs> Holiday at left back, like question mark. Um, so that was, you know, interesting. Uh, Shaq Mohammed, I agree, would be the, the, the other one I would pick out of that group that he looked like, you know, in that, central attacking mid role like he was able to to be effective there and was getting on the ball a lot and, and connecting passes and stuff so that was great to see i think like paula said though you know the prospect of perhaps martin perlman being with the first team all the time right. and bringing that knowledge of the ocb like i don't i don't know if it's 100 percent. that's what's going to happen but it seems like that's happening and maybe yeah. that signals that Oscar is more willing to use some of these OCB guys and give some minutes to some younger players. That's what I hope, but I hope that last year and I got burned hard by the lack of <laughs> young players getting first team chances. So I'm not going to get my hopes up too much. No, preseason. They throw the OCB guys in there. Let's see if they're still here. Come the season, you know, Kyle's around. Been. You know, Cosmith, like you said, he's a jack of all trades. I mean, if he could play the the, the defensive midfielder position, I mean, this guy. I noticed they got this back, wrong on left the press back, release. right back, four position. See all the press releases says he doesn't didn't play. He did play. Yeah, he played he defensive well, mid. I will say this, and this goes to the next topic. Uh, 
you know, this game was not run by Orlando City Communications. I do want to say that. Orlando City Communications was available for the players, helping them out with the with the you know with the interviews and the press conference for Oscar and and here and there. But FC Series was completely in charge, even with the like the the final match participation. Which I don't know. I mean, I, you know, they sent this and this was wrong, right? So. So they send this to media and this was wrong. So it, it, it's it's that. I mean, FC Series are the ones responsible for the ticketing, marketing, all of that. You know, um, Orlando was invited as a as a participant. So so you know, I do want to add that. So I don't be. That's, uh, that's just the thing people assume because we have the clubs like it's all them. They just people have to remember sometimes if it's a friendly, it's not always the club that's organizing this stuff. Yeah. They always not always our decisions. They give the press hot dogs. I do want to right. say yeah. Well, hot dogs. So you, and then you were they, not and impressed. Then I, and then when I got there, there were no hot dogs left. And I'm very <laughs> did, upset. They didn't even <laughs> save you a glizzy. What is I'm uh, very upset. And the cookies usually they're pretty big. Uh, and this time they gave uh, little cookies. But they, it's okay. They, they, they cut them in they half. on the press food, everybody. <laughs> I'm just I want to know. They scripted on I'm the in a big food. rant, guys. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's read some comments here. Chad Elders, it says, thank you so much. Do you think we will still play a 4-2-3-1? I would like at least two strikers up top. Also, where do you see Facundo slotting this year? That's a good question. John, what are, you, what are your thoughts regarding that? Uh, I think two strikers is like anti-Oscar. I think that's the thing. It's just I know you want to see that chat, and I'm like, yeah, let's be more attacking. I, you know, but it's just not Oscar. I think you're going to see the same tactic that we saw last year, just with slightly different players doing slightly different things. Maybe some tweaks here or there, but four, two, three, one. I I could probably stake my life on that. Uh, Joshua Tall, he says, uh, how did Galese do? Also, let's go about Angulo scoring. Uh, what do you think about that? How, how do you think Alessa do, Paola? Phenomenal. Like, um, I mean, we got scored once, but it was, you know, defensively we were not marking the guys. But like always, he's on point. Um, what, he's the one of the best goalkeepers in MLS, the second one. So I'm excited to see him play this this um season but he did well he did he did like galese will always do so i did notice he was wearing shorts you know um he was wearing like (laughs) pretty baggy shorts um i don't know if it was the first time i see him wearing really baggy shorts but call me weird but uh, i did notice that a little bit but it was great i mean galese was always great uh, obviously, Angulo. Jeffrey O, he says, I say, let Duncan go and convince Gabby Gold to come to Orlando. Man, everyone was talking about this backstage. I do want to say this. Flamingo players, uh, even people from uh, colleagues, Brazilian colleagues that were at the press box, were all talking about, you guys are going to try to convince Gabby Gold to come here. Um, don't, 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 uh, he's not going to go anywhere. Like I had, we got two, uh, Alonso was there too. We got two, um, people from Flamengo coming up to us saying, uh, they weren't right, sitting right next to us. 
no, you're you're not you're not gonna take Gabby Gol away. I was like, I was like, well, I mean, honestly, tell that to the Wolves. I, I'm sure they could make exactly. it. I, I'm sure they could pull it out. I, I'm sure they could do it. But um, I think be, the big great, thing with the Brazilian clubs is that they, like you said, like they were, you know, expecting to come and beat us like four or five nil. I think they still think that they're mat like they're massive in the sense of like the level of club they are globally like obviously yeah. supporter wise they're huge they yeah, they're massive huge. fan base but, but the amount of money they're spending globally and the level of the play and the league is not what it used to be exactly. so there's like a mentality of we're the big boys but exactly you know we could steal someone like gabby goal like I, you would have to spend the right kind of money but it wouldn't he wouldn't look at the mls and go that's not viable. Maybe five, ten years ago he would have thought that, but now it's it's not exactly like there's a lot of guys leaving here to go to Brazil. It's more like they're coming from Brazil to MLS. Agreed. JCB's ninety five says Buenas noches, everyone. I was impressed by the OCB group. I was glad to see them get minutes and take advantage of it. I do agree with you, JCB. I think uh, it was fantastic to see. Williams, even though they miss messed up his name, I don't know how you mispronounce Williams. But they put Williams with an N. Uh, Shaq, it was great to see Kachevsky. I think it's gonna be great. And Taifi was really emotional because that kid's been part of the system since he's nine years old in the academy. Imagine that. Imagine a proud moment of you know the sacrifices that parents had to do to take him every weekend. I go through that now with my with my six year old. She's going to little soccer. You know, and uh, man, I have to wake up, but usually on the weekends, I try to sleep a little longer. Uh uh, not anymore. I have to wake up like at seven and then, like, you know, get the dog and then get her ready and the shin guards and all that stuff. You know, it's a huge thing. Joshua Tall, do you think Orlando City may get a different center back instead of Bracalo? Uh, we're going to talk about rumors real quick. Um, the first one, I want to trace back to. Uh, what well, we were talking about, um, you know, uh, Duncan McGuire and the uh, comment from Jeffrey O. Um, you know, there's a lot of rumors coming out uh, from the UK about Duncan McGuire being targeted by Blackburn Rovers and FC, I don't know how to pronounce that, Midland, right? Midland, right? Yeah. Um, they're both pursuing Orlando City and US men's national team forward, Duncan McGuire. Um, also, Sheffield Wednesday, who had a bid rejected. Apparently, Tom Boger reported this. Um, so, uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts regarding that, John? I, I mean, look, I, I would love to see Duncan succeed. And I feel like it's too soon. I feel like he could stay in the MLS one more season and then see what see what he can do. He can maybe even, if he scores 10 goals, maybe play Copa America. Why not? I mean, you know, the U.S. can call him up for Copa America. Uh, and, and and that could showcase his talents, and then he can leave uh, next season, early next season. I don't know what are your thoughts regarding that. I think earlier in the season, when it was like loan offers from Blackburn, and you know, it was a loan offer from like uh, what was that, Molenbeek or whatever, and smaller, not really viable offers. We were just sort of rejecting them out of hand, and we were thinking, okay. It's, you know, Duncan's a hot commodity. People are interested, but we're not interested in selling him. 
I think what's changed is this week, it seems to be more like a conversation of there's no longer us talking about renewing Duncan. And it seems to be more like Duncan is going. And if Tom Bogut is reporting this, that, you know, there's heavy interest and things are moving, progressing, then that seems like there must be something from Duncan's side that he's has a desire to go to Europe now or else he would say, no, you know, I'm happy to stay here. I'll sign a new deal. Like there was reports that we offered him a new deal. So either he's not interested in signing a new deal and he definitely wants to go to Europe. That's what I would say, you know, when there's smoke, there's, you know, fire. That's sort of what this all indicates, honestly. And it, it seems a shame because I do think that another year with us would really benefit him. And I think if it was a massive European club, I would understand. But these, you know, Blackburn and, and Michelin, like, honestly, yes, he'll play. Like, he'll start probably for those clubs. But there's a chance where this could go backwards for Duncan. Honestly, there is. Like, he could go to Blackburn and not be, you know, be able to perform in the championship and fall down the pecking order. And then, you know, his stock could plummet, like. The same thing could happen. Like he could go to. The yeah, like I, think, I think. I think Mich, Right, like Chris. I think Michelin. He has more of a chance of doing well. Honestly, Michelin. I think. I think the championship might be a little bit too physical for Duncan. Like we saw at times when he played against bigger center backs. In, right. You know, like the Seattle game comes to mind. Right. Like he got bullied around, and most of the championship is a very physical, even more physical than MLS league. So there's no guarantees that he's going to be able to do what he does for us for Blackburn. Honestly, I, I would just, if it was us, I would reject it and I would keep him here, but then you're keeping a player here that doesn't want to be here. And that's why I think that it seems like he wants to go. Um, Matt Doyle said, I listened to extra time earlier today. Um, you know, he said, if they sell him, it will be for a big number, the type of number that allows us to go spend big on a DP number nine, from Argentina or Brazil. Gabby go. But he Here also said, go. you know, then they sell him, the time is right. And I expect him to go to a bigger club than Blackburn. So even Matt Doyle is, yeah. Yeah. you know, like what, this doesn't make sense. I Another think... small tidbit before I let Paula go in. It's just that also apparently there's reported that Saudi club came in for a $500,000 loan for him that we also rejected. So for it's like months, yeah, we're swatting away offers. No way. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're, we're batting them off, but at a certain point, if he wants to go, we got to take our money. And I think that's yeah. that, that point is starting to shift that way. It's part of the game. It's part of the game. Paula, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, it, feel, it feels like we're not get, getting the entire, you know, story. Uh, information. Yeah, yeah story. Sure. Because first, oh, two clubs offers. No, rejected. Then we offer, we offer because we don't know. Most likely, yes, because Tom Bogart reported it. Oh, uh, Orlando City offered him a new contract, but re he rejected it. So I don't know. I, I feel that we're missing a piece of the puzzle here that for me doesn't make sense. But I mean, Look. if if the dude wants to leave, let him go. But it has to be smart both ways. 
that's the key there. Go ahead, Luis. Sorry. Yeah, and uh, I'll be honest with you. Look, I I still say this. He's not ready yet. I think, uh, and again, I mean, that's going to sound harsh, but I I just feel like he's, I think he's still, I think he still has to score. I mean, if you want to go to a a Glasgow Rangers, a Celtic, you want to go to, you know, the Scottish league playing the two big boys there. You want to play like a, you know, in a Brighton, you know, Brighton Hope Albion, you know, you are not in that level yet. In, In my opinion, I feel that it'll be at the service to let him go to like any random club down, you know, and then he gets lost in translation and then he goes to Chicago fire, <laughs> uh, you know, in a year from now, uh, it, it just wouldn't make sense to me. I think he, it, he, he has the opportunities to showcase his talents. This, ge- this game against Flamengo was one. I think he did in the, in the beginning 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the game. He definitely tried to, to, to make an impact. You could definitely tell he was gung-ho to score. Um, but obviously, you know, you have, like I said, Copa America, you have all the, all those events that he may be able to, if he does great with Orlando, which he's already known to do great with a, the Oscar system and things like that, he'd be able to maybe score eight goals in the first few weeks of the league and, we may be seeing Duncan being in the in the starting lineup for for U.S. men's national team against in, in the Copa America, right? So, and that and that's a huge marquee to be playing those type of tournaments. Now, if again, I do agree with John that if he's really not happy, you know, we we can definitely shop him. But what nine are you going to get at this at this time, ready to go? You know, um, and he doesn't. So. He he does seems happy. <laughs> Because um, I don't know, and I don't know. I'm just assuming, right? Because the uh, the the team posted a a video of him uh, coming into the training, and everybody's like, "Oh!" And Oscar was so excited to see him. Oscar gave him a hug, and they were making fun of him because of the hair, blah blah. So I don't think I don't know. There's so many thoughts. There's also so the many... way Nico just talked about it in the presser, like, "Oh, I've been training with Duncan." It's like. If he's halfway out the door, you think they would be like, right? And he's in Mexico maybe let's right start now. Another I, I don't guy. know. Like they maybe um, would have started Jack Lynn or like Enrique up front again in the friendly. It just seems very odd. Yeah, it's just. And odd. I'm also like, if he wants to go, I think we should let him go. I'm not. I'm not gonna stand in the guy's way. One thing I have noticed is I was looking up his his agent. He's with a an agency. Um, which is called mega, what is it? Mega players or mega something. Uh, and so they have quite a few MLS players that they've, and they've sold quite a few of them over overseas at different times, like Brian Reynolds, for example, some of them are in MLS, but it might be his agent that is, is pushing, pushing, pushing for this. Like pushing, I'm not, probably. I, I'm, you know, Maybe this is hopeful me being like, oh, Duncan wants to stay. He loves it here. Duncan might not want to stay. Duncan might be like, I'm done. I want to go to Europe already. Maybe he thinks like that. Maybe his agent's telling him there's interest now. You should take an offer now before it dries up, right? Because honestly, we're talking like he's going to have another killer season. He might not have another killer season. In which case, the offers are gone. So maybe that's what his agent has told him. 
we don't know. We only know as much as we get. The small tidbits of information. We're just going to have to sit here patiently for the next two days and watch very eagerly to see what happens. But if it's going to be one of these European clubs, we'll know by Thursday because the European windows will all close at the end of this month. So if this European window move is happening and he's not going to MLS, he's probably not going to go anywhere else apart from Europe. So hopefully this will be resolved this week. And if he is going, I'm sure they've got a list of nines lined up. And maybe, maybe we can go find someone like Gabby I'm Gold. not saying Duncan isn't, you know, great, but maybe we go find someone who suits more are like we were just talking about with Nico and Faku. Yeah. And we've got this South American flair up front. Duncan, you know, might not really fit into that. I'll say, as, as well I'll, as I'll say a name does. that wants to leave uh, Miami. Oh no, don't even. Leonardo Campana wants to leave Miami. Oh, I thought you. I, I forgot. I thought you were gonna say Jose Martinez. No, Leo Campana, out, Campana. Leo Campana. Leo Campana. I would definitely take. He'll be per- take he'll, him. he'll feel like a glove. He'll feel like I a would glove. take him up front. And Leo we, and we would treat him right too. None of this. L- let know. me show you the way, Leo. You want to be a starter in the Ecuadorian national team? Come here, Papu. Come here. Let's go. And he's he'd still be a young DP, right? Of course. So we could make yeah. that happen even in our current roster rules. I do also think, you know, we'll talk about Gaston in a minute, but that yeah. that plus Duncan leaving could mean even more big shifting around like Correct. we talked about last week. Well, uh, there were a lot of rumors about this gentleman right here, Martino Heda, going to Boca Juniors, dead. It was a rumor. It was a dead rumor. Orlando siding with Orlando uh, 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 Apparel right now. He's training with the team. Uh, more than likely, he's going to be part of the friendlies that um, he's actually going to Cancun with the team and all of that. So um, that's that. Uh, another thing we wanted to talk about was uh, another he's rumor. He's got a that, green card. Yeah, he got a green card. Uh, another rumor that uh, came up uh, w- from from Chile. Uh, this uh, young center back, Uruguayan center back, his name is uh, Alan Saldivia. Right, um, Chilean club uh, from Chilean powerhouse Colo Colo. I think the biggest club in in Chile. He's a starter there. He's a center back. Um, he's also wanted by Cadiz, which is a Spanish uh, team, as well as uh, Millonarios from Colombia, one of the biggest Colombian teams. Uh, down in uh, Colombia, and also apparently an unnamed MLS club um, wants around $2 million for the 21-year-old Uruguayan um, center back. Now, are we getting another another Uruguayan? I mean, I wouldn't be against this move uh, because he will fit probably perfectly with how Oscar will will be playing. but also there's the news with uh, David uh, Bracalo, right? Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Bracalo or Alan S- S- Saldivia, uh, John? Bracalo's deals, I think uh, he wants to leave. I mean, he's he's given uh, uh, an I, interview about that. Honestly, I know nothing about Alan Saldivia. I just Me saw neither. this. It came out like a few hours before we came on air. So um, I will say about that rumor, though that there's only a rumor that he's had a bid from an MLS club. It's not specific which MLS club. So there's some assumption that it's us. Other MLS clubs I've seen, like RSL, there was yeah. some assumption it was them. Um, 
also apparently he's wanted by Cadiz. Uh, and yeah. also I saw a rumor that Millionaire also went in for him as well. So it could be that this guy's agent is just throwing rumors Shopping out around. to the world to, to drum up interest. You know, okay. we might not even be connected with him at all. It could be true. It could not. It's a very, you know, far off rumor. That's how rumors start. It's just an idea. And then maybe if more and more people talk about it, you start to, you think it gains some traction, right? Like David Bercalo. Uh, I think with that one, it's gone cold, but that doesn't mean it's dead. It could just be that we haven't heard anything because they're about to announce it. Uh, he obviously made a plea. We saw that from him. Um, yeah. And it just seemed to be a stalemate last week. I don't know. Um, Paola, you've been watching this one like a hawk. Yeah, Mor so. I'm, I want to give kudos to Moraima because I'm taking this out of her Twitter. Thank you, Moraima. Go ahead, Paola. No, I, I, I mean, I haven't heard anything since that tweet from Moraima. Um, I, the only thing that I know is that he's mad at the club because the club um, promised him a lot of things and um he wants to leave so there's nothing else i haven't seen anything i've been watching like a hog like at 6 a.m i'm i'm up and ready to be working and i'm like in twitter looking and see if i see something there's there's nothing nothing else man there is it's sad for for us right it's sad for us the um the supporters because we want to know what's going on but at the same time at this point, it's not, a, it's not the club, our club fault, if we are pursuing for Bricalo. Like, that's a different story. I think it's a problem between him and, and his club. So I don't I don't know if we are going to pursue Bricalo at this point, to be Look, honest. I, I'll say um, he'll fit like a glove in, in Oscar as well, especially with Robin Jansen. I think he'll, he'll, he'll be a great addition to our team for sure. I think uh, you know they said say they said they they will never stand in the way. He he's talking about Viking. He says that he said no. He rejected a sixty million. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's sixty million euro, was, but uh, I think it's sixty million like Nor Norway Nor money. Nor yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. Norwegian money. Uh, uh, for for him uh, for a Denmark club because they were in the top of the league. He said no, and then he's telling the club that. The thirty million that they want, that Orlando wants to offer, which is uh, around two million dollars, uh, it's okay. You know, it's <laughs> pretty much say just take it, just take it. Gosh darn it, take it now, please let me go. You know, and so you know we're seeing this guy uh, really wanting to come to Orlando. If he, if we make, if we pull it off, I think it'll be an amazing story. You know, I think it would be. A great addition right there in the back line with with robin jensen now um i do want to say um there is a there is also uh we were gonna i was gonna talk about um we we're gonna talk about the the rumors about the the kit right there's a leak that happened um and again i'm gonna say look i i stopped i have not played fc24 uh i am a fifa guy well, I have I haven't been able to play it, but I did see this uh, online, and uh, it was interesting. Uh, we have it here in our Instagram. Um, Orlando City uh, FC twenty four leaked a bunch of uh, MLS and NWSL kits 
for next year. <laughs> and um, Toronto has a no. The earthquakes has also a retro um, with the old 1994 logo uh, for the earthquakes. But us is a white with red and purple, like all times, with the old logo, John. Like I, I like I literally was like so happy about this. If this is true, I'm buying like two of those kits. Well, how do you feel about that, John? Is this legit? Well, first of all, I think the term leak is a massive understatement. Yeah. I, I think this is more of like a burst pipe at the like aquarium and the entire Correct. ocean is spilled out. Like great job, EAFC smooth really good idea to go ahead and put out everybody's kit so it's kind of annoying because i think this would have been an incredible jersey for the club to reveal themselves like and i think they still will you know obviously they're gonna tell their story Video. but yeah, yeah and we get all those awesome videos and the close-up <laughs> of the logo and they'll tell about the history of the reasons why like a lot of people don't know why it's red and they don't know what this exactly it's actually if you look really closely this is how much i've looked at this it's like an updated version of the old logo it's not exactly yeah. it's like a blend of the old logo and our new mm -hmm. logo um the red obviously because the first year we ever played we played in red um, we weren't purple back in yeah. 2013. So it's a throwback to that. Uh, it's beautiful. And I think once the club actually announces it, um, it's going to be really awesome. And I think based off this little image, A, we shouldn't judge it off this tiny image because we need to see yeah. it for real in the you know real life with real renders and like real video. But the reaction we have got is everybody loves it. And you know they're judging it off this, this JPEG picture, so I yeah. think that's great. I think you know the club for years we've been asking them to talk, you know, do something about the history, pay you know, pay homage to it. Really, right? Let's let's look back at you know almost ten years now. We're coming on um, you know almost ten years of an MLS club. We've had more than ten years of us being in USL, so it's an incredible you know. I think, um, what's the word? It's sort of like nod to or sort of, you know, just nice gesture to look back at our history. Um, and something that I look back fondly. And hopefully there are some fans that will remember owning a red jersey and being there that first year. And, and for them, this will be extra special. But even if you're not an OG that was that, you know, back there, like, you know, you guys weren't. And maybe you, Luis, I know probably you weren't. But you can still really... No, I, I was there. Understand what it means. And I think those people will, will still want to buy it, even if they didn't have one originally. Um, it's more exciting than our standard white jersey, that's for sure. But it's still a standard white jersey. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm I'm ex I'm excited. I, I I'll be honest with you. Like I started like 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 going like, oh my god, this is great. You know, um it's we're one of those MLS clubs that we, we got history. I mean, uh, what we've done at USL, it's nothing to put aside in, in a shelf. Um, most people won't understand because they're not from Orlando. But, I mean, the club original jersey was red and white. And uh, I remember when Orlando beat Newcastle United 1-0 with a Kevin Molino goal. And, uh, you know, um, and he was a tiny USL team that just destroyed and made 
uh, Newcastle looks stupid. Uh, I remember that. And that was with a red kit. So red is a huge, important color in our history. And, I, you know, if they drew, I want to give a, a little, you know, my, my own, what I would like to see. I want to see Dennis Chin in the presentation of the jersey. It would be great to see, you know, you know the, old, the old USL guys, you know, Jamie Watson uh, come in, Kevin Molino maybe make an appearance, you know. I know he's in Columbus, but I'm, I'm sure he can come in. And, you know, I don't know if it, it will be permitted because he's in Columbus, but, you know, Look, I mean, just, just guys, yeah, that are here you know, in Orlando, right. the RX players, definitely. We don't even have right. to go outside uh, of that. That would be yeah, cool. It would, I think they're going to do cool. something special around this. Um, Paula, I want to know what you, you think I of know. this jersey. And, and like, because for me and Luis, we're like, oh, we get it instantly. But for you, it's a different perspective. So when I saw, it's funny how FIFA linked this, linked this because they usually are the worst people to update the kits in the game. Like they're the last MLS is the last kit in the game to be updated. And now this year they licked, they licked this thing. And I was like, Oh my, like I was, I was kind of mad because I wanted it to be a surprise. Right. And and it's still a surprise because we don't like we don't know one hundred percent how it looks because the the wall kit like the purple our purple kit it doesn't it in in pictures is different and and up close is more beautiful than in a picture so I'm excited I'm I'm actually thrilled I think I'm gonna buy it I don't know because I I made a promise myself last season that I will buy a new jersey when um, we win the MLS Cup. So, but this is history. So this is this is something different. But imagine if we won the Cup this year with this jersey and we have the star. Man, that, that would be – I mean, that, that, that would – man, that would mean so much to me. That I know, like I, know I know to John it will be like, you know, another level. But to me – like it would be like, like Hakuna Matata, like the circle of life, man. Like, you know what you I mean? You will frame it probably, right, Luis? If you, of if we course. won the MLS Cup, um, we have the chance to have that little star in 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 the up of the of the logo. I mean, think about I, it. Someone was I can't remember who you were on Twitter, but shout out to you that I don't remember the name of. But there's that tiny little black dot that's like there at the top, and they were saying, like a, "Is this a button?" Yeah. So they're saying, it does it have like a button, yeah, you know, because the old, I don't know if you remember the old Umbro ones, Luis, but they had a button sort of collar yeah. thing here. So maybe that's what it is. Like you said, Paula, we can't tell all the little details of this until we see it for real. And I'm so excited for that. And I think the club's going to do something really cool and special and you know, a real nod to, to the history that this jersey is. So I'm excited to see what that is. Yeah, uh, this one right here, you know. Um, remember that. That's, uh, that's yeah. a 2012 one, you know. Um, that's a classic. That's, that's, that was the kit right there. GoldTube TV, my cocky Brazilian neighbor went to the game, came back with his tail between his legs. Vamos Orlando. Thank you, GoldTube TV. I appreciate it. Joshua Tall, Duncan, stay one more season. That's right. Stay one more season. So, um, you know, before we go, um, Gaston Gonzalez, 
uh, you know, rapidly. You know, he he was loaned to Nacional. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, about that, John? I mean, it's a pretty much done deal. Yeah, I mean, we reported on it before because we were yeah. surprised but knew it had real legs, and uh, it's just been confirmed this week. So, I yeah, I I think he's through contract with us for multiple years and this has a purchase option. So maybe he's never going to come back and play for us. Maybe he will. I think it really depends on, on how well he does at this loan away. But for Gaston personally, like I think he just needs to play and he needs minutes and he needs to get his career back on track. Right. It got derailed. So hopefully this is that step he needs. And uh, the club is uh, training for a whole week. They're doing preseason. They just traveled to Cancun, Mexico, one week preseason training camp uh, before returning um, uh, to Orlando next week. Uh, what are your thoughts regarding that, Paola? Uh, I think I mean, they're training there because of league, maybe League's Cup or champ, uh, Champions Cup. I don't know. I don't know. It reminds me when Oscar uh, came into the club. That's the, That was the first, um, like... The beach gif of the flag waving. Have you seen that yes. one? Yeah. Yes. That was in 2020, before the the pandemic. So it, it reminds me of that vibe, and I think they they deserve it um, too. And I think last season um, we didn't see the team as the end of the season. Like they were so, like um, they were working together. They were united. So I think it's just to boost their morale and 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 be more united and, and all that stuff. So I think they deserve it. And and, and I'm up for all, all these things. They can concentrate, um, think about the game, think about Oscar plans for the season. And and I, I think it's a good good way to start um, the MLS this season. So hopefully good things from there uh, they bring back. Yeah, if you're going to Orlando City's uh, Instagram, they have a video of a uh, pretty much doing tiki taka like short spaces passing in short spaces it's it's pretty sick and you see like duncan and you see you know dogger dan like it's impressive you guys should definitely look at that coon and friends says saying nico is handsome is mega pause bro was looking at something else during the game naughty naughty there you go what was <laughs> he looking at i want to know what, what was i looking at coon coon and friends <laughs> well um you know we're gonna we're gonna close with telling you guys to subscribe to our pod uh we are available on audio form as well oh i do before i go breaking news real quick breaking news Ooh. yeah where's, the, where's this where's the sound Luis? you forgot oh, the sound I forgot the sound uh <laughs> but <laughs> breaking news um according to sources Orlando has already chosen a new nine and a back and a center back. Dun, 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 dun. So there's going to be a lot of buzz coming up next this this week and possibly next. Well, MLS window um, opens on Open. the 31st. You're going to start seeing a lot of stuff coming from us and maybe Stuff's others. Happening. It's happening, guys. So they've made some decisions that they're going to be announcing very shortly. I think so, we need just a little bit of patience, you know? Let's, let's see this time next week where we're at. That's right. And uh, don't forget to follow um, Loud and Proud Orlando and all our social media 
uh, outlets. We are on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, uh, X, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube as LP underscore podcast. Also, uh, make sure you follow uh, Tito de Esquina, right, on YouTube, Paola. Oh, yes, sorry, Tito de Esquina OC. We're going to start really, really soon the season. Um, new things coming, cooking for the pod. We are continuing the pod. We haven't done any episodes since last season, but we're coming back. Perfect. I thought and for John, a second you meant that you have a cooking section on your pod now. That'd be great. So mofongo. You're, you're, yeah. Cooking you're with the line. Cooking. Can you imagine that? You're not literally cooking. Cooking <laughs> with Paula and Alec. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, on Twitter at John Rollins OCSD, um, as well as you know everything here with the podcast on LPO. And tomorrow we have another Pride podcast out for you guys, so uh, join us for that. Um, big news there: there was a major signing. Well, not major signing, but a major leaving uh, that occurred. So if you haven't heard, come join us tomorrow. Correct. Come join us tomorrow with a pry pod. Um, and for us, it's until next time. Vamos Orlando. Thank you guys. Have a wonderful night. Thank you. Vamos Orlando. Vamos Orlando. Let's go.